0: Married with Children, the podcast. Hosted by Dustin and Callie. Follow us on social media on Twitter at Married underscore show, Facebook Married with Children show, on Instagram married with children show or reach out to us in an email married show at gmail.com we're always looking for guests and sponsors if you have a name of a guest that would be an interesting interview on the married with children show please send that information to us through social media or straight to our email address also if you have a small business that you'd be interested in being a sponsor on the show please reach out to us through an email so that we can work out a way that best suits you and our listeners also if you like the podcast be willing to rate and review us on apple podcasts welcome back to throttled up the podcast uh exciting night here tonight uh got a, a couple drivers in studio with us and uh you know we've kind of pushed this out here on on facebook live so excited to see if we get some people in watching us but uh um you know again we got the races in this week mother nature played with us uh great night of racing some exciting races over there at brownstown speedway and uh you know and and some exciting
1: races coming up as well matt oh yeah we got uh starting into the meat and potatoes of the of the schedule there you know the, the big races coming up this coming saturday you know, gonna be the born free 40 so that's you know we're gonna be there the you know the mars series is gonna be in for that so that's gonna be a great night Absolutely. You want to go ahead and introduce our guests that we've got with us tonight? Yeah, we got uh, the double zero, Jeremy um, Owens back. Man, I forgot your last name, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> and then also the pure stock driver, Derek Clegg, all, right now, current points leader over at Brownstown. So you survived holding it on for the week there Derek. So.
2: i've had some tough breaks but i've had some lucky breaks too so we're, <laughs> we're gonna hold on as long as we can
1: i know you came into the night as a points leader and you know so got to take it home and keep it for a week again so that's that's a good thing
2: yeah we, we didn't gain as many points on the second place car as i'd like but we still gained a few so
1: that's always a good thing when you're gaining. yeah, yeah. jeremy moved up to third in, in the modifieds there. And, Dennis Boatnik man points leader 79 late model tra- cha- track champion now leading the modified points so I, to me you know likes the history of the sport that's very cool that, that Dennis is up there yeah oh yeah for sure
0: and uh here before we get started I do want to I do want to shout out our uh our sponsors here on the show <clears throat> and uh that starts obviously with uh Schaefer Photo and Custom T and Mark and Jamie Schaefer and I can't say enough about what they've done for us to help us out and um, if you are at Brownstown Speedway this weekend, we hope you are. Go see uh, our new sponsor, Bronze Bobby. Uh, Bronze Bobby can be found there in the Schaefer Photo and Custom Tea booth, and uh, go talk to Bobby and uh, pick up some uh, some you know gear and some uh, mementos there from Schaefer and Photos, Schaefer Photo and Custom Tea. Um, also in the FastlaneProductions dot com. You know, a huge shout out to Ryan and Nathan for everything they do. And I say it every week, guys, if you do not have a premium subscription, you don't know what you're missing out. I I love my Sunday afternoons after NASCAR is off of having the opportunity to go back and watch the races from Saturday night and see the things that I didn't see. And then, uh, brownstown speedway and again a huge shout out to jim price for everything he's done to support us and and get us started in this so uh and again some big races coming up here at brownstown speedway in the next few weeks so make sure you're a part of that so uh you know jeremy you've been here with us before so i i appreciate you coming back um but i'm going to throw this over to Derek real quick and ask Derek, you know we kind of warned you where does this passion and love for racing come from my man
2: and ever since I was a kid, I always—I was probably 15 the first race I ever went to. And my dad took me to the Jackson 100, and he graduated high school with Mike Jewell. Uh, I remember... Uh, we, he was like, man, it's too so expensive to go in the pits so on Jackson 100 night. You know, we'd already paid our whatever thirty dollars to get right. in the stands, and you know, I was like, I got ten. Come on, let, <laughs> let's go to the pits. I want to see these cars. So he took me back there, and Mike Jewel, he, he was the best person of showing us what was going on. And you know, back then they would switch from alcohol in the heat races to gas for to the, gas features. the features. Yeah, and it, uh, I was just in awe of everything that went on back there. And ever since then, I. Just uh, dying to get involved, and I actually I went to college at University of Northwestern Ohio, and uh, just for I took all the race stuff. That's I, which I got hooked up with my wife now, and I didn't travel with the racing like I probably should have. But that's all right too. We're we're still at the racetrack every weekend now and living the dream. I mean, she's your biggest supporter,
1: man. I can tell that when I go through the pits that that she's all about it, and that's oh yeah for both of you guys. That's a great thing to have is is you know your significant other that that lets you have your addiction of going to the races you know there's
2: yeah like, and it's not a lot of people don't realize the amount of time that we invest it's we spend way more time in the garage than we do at the racetrack now the racetrack is the rewarding part but you still got to enjoy working on the cars you know I, I turn wrenches every day of my life for my living and then I go home and work on the car till midnight, three right. or four nights a week. People, are, what are you? Are you crazy? I'm like, no, this is <laughs> what I enjoy. You know, I, this is what's fun. We you know, see what we can build, and then go see if we can beat the next guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, and
0: I always use the analogy, and it's it's not a great one, but I always use it as a wedding. You know, everybody shows up to the wedding, and and everything's perfect, and everybody's yep. happy, and the food's out, and the drinks are flowing. That's kind of like racing on Saturday night. All those fans show yeah. up and all you guys' cars look good and they roll out and, you know, you hope they run well. But we miss all of the planning and the, you know, the the fights and the arguments and the wrenches being thrown. <laughs> we miss all that Monday through Friday to get to see you guys race on Saturday night.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Sundays is normally are the most frustrating day because it's when you unload and it's like, oh, man, we see the damage that we got I didn't even know that and- happened. <laughs> 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 yeah. So uh, the wash day, Sunday's wash day, and that's the worst. Uh, I sent Matt a great
0: picture today of uh, uh, a late model yeah. spoiler, and the guy's graphic on it says wreck meter And the first part, it's like green, yeah, and it I says so, that, you that, know, yeah, that tap awesome. the wall all the way to, like, <laughs> I, <laughs> I think the last one said, I hope I still have that spare deck piece. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, which I love that idea. I'm like, that's that's exactly how it has to be because, you know, for a lot of you guys yeah, – you don't really know how much damage you got and you, you run it till it, you know, till it won't run for you. So I can't imagine some of the times you get out and you think, Oh man, this is a lot worse than what I thought.
2: Yeah. Well, um, Saturday night was a good instance of that. Whenever we were got around, uh, oh dalton rourke when he spun on the backstretch and i end up i got down and my recorder got into josh hayes but it was either hit dalton head on or bump i couldn't see anybody beside right. me i was just trying to avoid the major front end damage and uh, that's part of it you know you get around them guys and we've, we've all been there we've all spun on the track and sometimes you get lucky and nobody collects you and sometimes you're not so lucky sometimes you're not lucky at all yeah.
1: Give a shout out some of the guys that's marked on here. I seen uh, Warren Lucas, wheelman Jeremy Owens there. So, yeah, well, Warren I, giving. How's a shout Warren out. doing today? My brother's on there. Brad Irwin just got on there. So, Mark and Jamie.
0: Yeah, and actually, uh the funny thing is, Jeremy. Just a couple weeks ago, I happened to buy, drive by. I was I was heading into town here in Crothersville, and I when I was heading in, Irwin's shop door was open, and there was a trailer there, and I thought man, that that car kind of looks familiar, that orange. And I didn't really pay attention. When I came back out, I saw all-star paving on the front of it, and I thought, Jeremy's car sitting down there. (laughs) So if I didn't have something to do, I probably would have wheeled in and just BS for a little bit. But uh, I was headed back with lunch for my wife, so I knew that probably wouldn't be the best best time for me to BS. Mm.
1: We've all been there, too, right? Stop by for just a minute, and five hours later, you go home. You go home, yep.
0: (laughs) So I... I want to ask you both this question because it's something we brought up last week as we talked about, you know, the loss of Jason Johnson and, and, you know, some of the tragedies that we've seen, um, in racing, why are you both willing to go out and risk that every week? And I know Jeremy, you kind of, you, you commented last week on the podcast or on the Facebook live, but why is it that you guys are willing to, because it, it is, it's a risk every week that you strap in.
2: Go ahead.
3: Well, I guess, you know, as drivers, you don't really think about that until a tragedy happens like that. I mean, really, that's not on the back of my mind when I strap in the race car, but you know, it's just the competitive, I grew up playing sports, so I was competitive, you know, and I want to be competitive every night in racing. And I guess that's what drives me to be better and, and take that risk, even though, you know you as a driver you can't sit in the seat and think about all the tragedies that happen or you'll never be any good mm-hmm. so you kind of just you put that in the back burner and and do what you can for your safety and then and just go out there
2: and be the best you can be on that part so that's uh you know we whenever jeremy got wrecked a couple years ago and it, uh, and it was scary when you see your best friends you know go through a flip like that and I, I don't know dustin petro personally but watching i seen him go flipping i thought holy cow and a pure stock our cars are heavy yeah and if you got some guys they're trying to build these cars lightweight and they're not safe it's not worth that Uh, that's one thing i'll give Irwin credit uh every car i've ever been around is the safest car i've ever seen and uh you can only make them safe to a point things are going to happen but that's why every time i pull on the track i pray Mm-hmm. keep me safe, keep the, all my other competitors safe, and hopefully we all get to go home.
1: When you're at the racetrack to race, and like Dustin, you know, he, he flipped there Saturday, and, you know, you've seen Barnett flip, and that, that Jay Baker got upside down there in the late model last year. Does all that stuff come back to your mind when you see it, when you're getting ready to go out, or do you see it and you just kind of put it to the back of your head and go on?
3: <clears throat> I think one of the one worst things, <clears throat> I was getting ready to get in my car when Barnett flipped. And he flipped right in front of where we were parked at. And I know that messed me up for my heat race. But it happened right then and there. So you can, it's not like it happened at a different racetrack or somewhere right. else and you could put it to the back burner. You yeah. watched it happen. You watched him, you know, hurt when he got out and everything. <clears throat> so that messes with your mind whenever you go up to the staging and you're just sitting there thinking about it and like, man, I don't want to do that. And how hard can I run it in there? Things of that nature. It's it's, it's a scary thought. So.
0: Well, and you know... I think that you both will agree and I'll I'll throw out this opinion and you guys, you know, tell me if I'm right or wrong, but the competitiveness is one thing that drives it, but I think what you both experienced Saturday night at Brownsound Speedway with fan appreciation and seeing the young kids and the people that that look up to you guys for what you do has to be a part of that reason you strap in too.
2: Oh, absolutely! I mean, uh, seeing all the little kids come up and their eyes light up and they're walking around the cars looking, and uh, the, us giving them just a little bit of time—it's not near enough. You know that I—I I truly <laughs> think they need to do that more, mm-hmm. do that but, a couple times a year at least. Get the—we got to get the kids more involved, yep. and it'll be when uh, a Cowboy was trying to get everybody. What was it that night they were they were supposed to come out on the track yeah. and be they got to draw for us mm-hmm. or what drivers they <laughs> were and they they got a chance to win twenty dollars or yeah. something too and it's not about the money it's about getting the kids involved with the drivers and then they'll want to come back mm-hmm. and if every week the kids are saying mommy i won't go to the track they're going to yeah. do whatever it takes to get them back there
1: and then also you know when you go to school
2: that's right and, yeah
1: you know i'm telling you at school man i went to to brownstown and they did this and this well i'm gonna go home and tell my mom and dad well i want to go watch this too because it seemed like he had fun yeah and, and you know this new generation they're not motorheads like like we all were That's you know so truth. we've got to find a way to introduce it to them <clears throat> yeah or if not we're gonna we're gonna miss a whole generation of, of right. people that yeah. can be fans yeah
0: well and and i think you said it the best when we ask you what where your passion comes from all of us that have this bug of racing have that memory as a kid of what the car looked like, who the driver was. And I always say, you know, uh, Kevin Briscoe was mine, you know, on the sprint cars. And when Chase decided this year to run the, one, the the red and white number five for Chase Briscoe Racing, and way back when the No Way Out 40 was there, when I walked through Millionaire's Row right there at Brownstown Speedway and that red and white number five rolled off, that was like me being seven, eight years, years old again. Been. I mean, yeah. it, was, it was like, oh, my gosh, this is the coolest thing ever. There's, there's Kevin Briscoe's Briscoe Mobile Homes car. So all of us have that, that connection, and, and you're exactly right. The more we can bring those kids into that, because what happened Saturday night, a bunch of kids came up to you guys' car that in 15, 20 years, they're going to tell the story about Derek Clegg or Jeremy Owens,
1: and, hey, they talked to me. They took this picture with me. That's why I love racing. Yeah, And you was talking about, you know, when you was a kid, you wanted to go to the pits <laughs> and get around things. When I was young, all the haulers went out on the front stretch. They got paid. You know, they parked on the front that's stretch of the, of the racetrack. So, you know, when the races was over, we'd go around and we'd walk around all the haulers because, you know, nobody had an enclosed hauler back then. And I was just like, yeah, I wanted to get as close to that thing as I could. I wanted to smell it. I wanted to touch it. You know, I can remember I was probably six or seven walking across the racetrack, and that's when they ran the plastic bead locks and found like a half of, of a beadlock and picked that up and took that thing home and that was like a prized possession yeah you know because it yeah. came off one of those race race cars there so it,
2: that's where i wish uh, after heat races that we could stop out on the front stretch and get a picture you know just for let us stop out there so the the crowd can see our cars a little better and you right. know just anything to get the connection with kids more
1: and I'm gonna give Jason Heyman credit there. Yeah, I, I call I, him old school, but <laughs> yeah. you know, I, when he won the, you know, the his race there,
2: yeah, the Scott the, the Scott Scott Patman
1: tribute race, there were some people waiting to go out to Victory Lane to meet him from the grandstands, and they took off running across the track, and I'm like, he's not going there. I was like, you're no. wasting your time. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I I kind of nicknamed him that night old school, and it fits because he, you know, in the old days, that's where they were. They stopped on the front stretch, yep. and you know, you were close to the car, and uh, Heyman does a great job with that.
2: Yeah.
0: Now,
1: Derek, I'm going to ask you, too, uh,
0: you know, as being on here, and, and Jeremy, you're you're welcome to answer this one as well, but who were those racing heroes for you growing up? Who were the guys you loved to watch and compete?
2: Uh, Mike Jewell would be number one for me. And then, of course, everybody loves Dale Earnhardt. I mean, come <laughs> on. You can't go wrong with the Intimidator. Well, you just can't look as cool. I mean, there is right, no right. one in the history
0: of the world that's look as cool as Dale Earnhardt did, no matter what he was doing.
1: Gargoyle sold more glasses just because he wore oh them. My God. They would have never sold one pair if he never put them on. You know, yeah. those, old, those old gargoyle glasses that he wore was... Uh...
0: And no one else could pull them off. That's no, a no, thing. no. No one else looked good in <laughs> them.
2: Probably yeah. my other would be Carl Edwards. Oh, I, yeah, Carl Edwards started out sleeping floors in the garage, you know, and he worked his way up in a dirt modified and, uh, I mean, uh, you don't get to NASCAR without having inside track, but you know, he did have that, but it, he, he also worked his way up. They didn't Absolutely. just hand it to him.
1: I mean, he'd go race tracks and hand his business card out, yep. you know, saying, if you need a race car driver, here I am. And that's,
2: I, I used to work at a shop that he had a silver crown car and he had put an ad out in um, speed sport news years ago, the newspaper. And he he had uh on one of his resumes, uh Carl Edwards had sent him trying to drive his Silver Crown car. oh I thought that I was always like, Wow, that's pretty oh, yeah. you know, that was neat.
0: That is, you know, and that's kinda of like the stories I, I grew up at, you know, talking NASCAR as a stewart fan and you know, they always talked about him he would walk down pit lane with his helmet and say, Hey, who who wants to let me drive? you know? Yeah. I don't have a ride, but if you want to let me jump in, I've got my helmet, I'm ready to go. And I, I do think those are the cool stories you get with racing too, or the guys that um that, you know, work their way up that do all that grinding and those kind of things. And now not to get on NASCAR, but you're getting more to the money gets you there than what it has been in the past, but you still see some of those guys that work their way to get there.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, the the true racers though they haven't forgot where they come from in nascar you know casey yeah. kane and larson you know, yeah they're ready to go back yeah you know, you larson
3: know. wants to go back as soon as he
1: yeah has i
3: think, enough fun in nascar he's ready yeah. to go back and run full time well, i think
0: I, I think that's what you see now with a lot of these guys that are true dirt guys you know you know stewart could still be running right now i mean we we don't have to talk about all the tragedies and everything he dealt with but stewart could still be running at a high level right now and for several years later but he wants to just go out and own dirt tracks and own his team and, and, and play around. I I think Larson, he's not for long in NASCAR. Once he makes enough money that he thinks he can walk, he'll be racing on Friday, Saturday, Sunday nights. He'll be the next Kenny Wallace, just, yeah. just yep. bouncing yep. around that's for anywhere sure. he can.
1: I think if he pulls off a championship, he'll be gone quicker <laughs> than you think. Yeah. That's yeah, true, I too. I think so,
0: too. So. And I think that's coming sooner than later. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Yep. Even though he's, I, I got him in my fantasy team and he's not he's not lived up to what he was last year, but I'm still a fan of Larson. <laughs> Maybe at the end of the year he'll I'm lift hope those spirits. I'm <laughs> hope he, he's holding all off for the playoffs, yep. man. Yep. So well, Jeremy, who are some of those heroes for you? And I know you talked last time mean, you talked Mark Barber and, yeah. and those that you grew up around, but You know, I just grew up around Mark
3: so I real I really didn't see nobody else, I guess. It's always you know, me and Dad when he took me over there, I mean I got pictures when I was little and Mark's cars all the time and you know it mark was the only hero i had i guess i mean when alan started racing and dad take me over there a couple of times i started watching alan in the modified class and everything but you know mark mark was it i didn't know any other drivers i didn't really want to know any other drivers at that point i guess so it was just rooting on mark and hanging out with them in the garage so which
0: again i think we said last time that's not a bad one to have if you're no, if you're gonna have not it no 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 not at all so So I'm going to ask both of you, you know, as we, as we talk from, from racing perspective, we got a pure stock driver, a modified driver. What is it? What, what's the, the most exciting thing on the track and, and leave winning off. We all know that winning is it. What's the most exciting thing? Is it knowing you've got a guy set up to go make the pass? What, what do you both think is the most exciting thing that you can, you can have come up on the track?
3: Well, I got one from last year. The best thing was that night... I won that night, but had a late restart. Jacoby was leading, Boatnik was third, and I was running second. And I knew it was top dominant. I'm like, I'm going to pick the top. So I picked the top, and I knew right then and there, if Jacoby made his move to the bottom, I was going around him on the high side, pushing the car as hard as I could to try to win that race, and it ended up working out for me. And I passed him coming out of two and never looked back, but... Knowing that you got a good enough car that if that guy chooses the right line, you can go buy him. That's, I think that's the funnest thing is just sitting there knowing you, you can do that. You have the traction, you got hooked up, and you're, you're ready to go. so
2: uh, I would say, uh, I'll call out Stalker, me and him have such a good time racing, man. And we bump and we rub, and, but when you're side by side all the way around the track, and you, neither one of you can get that advantage that's where it's sad. That's oh, the yeah. competition I like because it's truly whoever was lucky enough and smart enough to keep their foot from the floor <laughs> when it's black slick, the way it's been, yeah. that's who's going to win. And, uh, it's so much fun when you can race side by side like that and not destroy each other's equipment and if he wins awesome and if i win awesome and, right. and we both have that understanding with each other that we're not going to take each other out and if i lean on you i'm sorry lean on me next lap you know uh, So that's probably my favorite that but, is the funnest thing
1: but it's probably good to race with somebody like that that you know he's not going to drive in there and, and drive through your door that he's going to race you now he might Lean on you like you said a little bit, but there is none of this. I'm just going to take you out, so I can go ahead and get around you, and that, yeah. that has to make it very exciting. I mean, it's exciting for us, but, right? You know, so well. That's what I was
0: going to say. It's hard not to lean on you guys in the pure stocks as you run three wide almost every lap. <laughs> Sometimes
2: four I think, wide. I think mean, it was <laughs> four wide most of the <laughs> race. Right. Yeah.
0: yeah, if and there's gonna, a
2: hole, we're going for it. I said <laughs> this
0: every week on this podcast. I'm going to say it again. If you walk out of the Brownstown Speedway prior to the pure stock feature i'm sorry i i have to call you out and say you're not a race fan because the best some of the best racing all year long has been those pure stock guys and you're exactly right they're three and four wide the whole time
1: so there is no other way i mean you have to lean on each other well matt botnick said it best the last time he won and that's why he told the fans he said there's a whole lot of good racing outside of just the late models that that people aren't giving it a chance Chance. and You know, I, I think every class has great racing. And, and, you know, Jeremy, I told you this before we went on the air, that right now the pure stocks are, are kind of leading that way because they are three wide, they're four yeah. wide. And like if you see a hole, I'll see some of you guys getting in there, it's like, this ain't going to work. And, you know.
2: <laughs> it may not, but, hey, they're getting it may. Get again, it may. <laughs>
1: well, and I want to ask you this, because I think
0: you guys in the pure stocks, a lot of that comes from you got a really good group right now mm. that, that runs, you know, week in, week out at Brownstown Speedway of you know and you brought up stalker and you know but a lot of guys that that you can race with and aren't going to tear stuff up and yeah. aren't looking to just take you out
2: right well and, um, i'm so, i'm really shocked stalker hasn't won a race yet this uh, year he's I, been one of the few that i thought would be there but man every week it's truly the top 10 cars any night they have a chance to win oh yeah, yeah me yeah. you interviewed me in the infield the, the fan appreciation I, I said well i think we got a good chance at it and Oh well, man! I once we got going, I just was no good. I had a really bad push, and we just held on. I end up, I think, sixth. But
1: but like you said, it goes so deep in your field. Uh, man, it's that you, if you're off
2: I just mean, a little bit, you're you've off. got to be on top of your yeah. game, or it's uh, the next guy is right there. I didn't know if you if you listened to Stalker's interview we had with him when he was on the show. Yeah, he he told us that he was
1: going to be the track champion this year. So right, right. he better step it up, huh?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and he's had he's had a ton of bad luck. Yeah. And then it seems like every time he gets something fixed from the bad luck, then it's working out those bugs and getting your setup back right. And that's what I told him actually before Saturday night. I said. You know, at the Don Russ, I said you finally started to look fast. You started yeah. to look yeah. comfortable and fast, and I said I, I think it's coming back around. And, and he laughed because he said, "I don't want to look like a fool for what I said on your podcast." <laughs> he said, "He said I'm I'm trying to inch my way up in points, but he said I got to start running a lot better." And 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 again, you know, I it it is, it, it's tough for you guys when you. When you have something break and you got to come back and then get the setup worked out to try and get back to being fast and as competitive as you guys are, that's that's a tough class to do it.
1: But even you know, Jeremy, you got you know Matt Boatnik, yourself, Ryan Thomas, you know the the occasional Devin Gilpin. You know he's showing up here and there, which I seen that he sold the elite car, so maybe that might slow him down. Just he a little sold bit. it already. That's what it said that the elite car was sold. So really, I don't know.
0: I didn't see that yet. So
1: huh. yeah, but uh, wow you know so you, you know you got jacoby jeremy hines yep so y- your top 10 also is yeah you know, and, you- and it's hard to win at brownstown anyways you know if you can win multiple
3: times you're doing something good over there because it seems like the track changes so much each weekend
0: regardless if it's slick each weekend it's still a different racetrack right. so
3: yeah. it's hard it's, it's definitely is so.
0: well and it was cool for me and and matt he, he he tells me all the time he keeps ridiculous stats about Brownstown Speedway. Yeah, you, but, you guys probably don't know this. I can't <laughs> believe the stats I keep on all you guys. So. But when I was sitting up at the tower with him on Saturday night, he had the all-time wins list for each class. And I just kind of started looking through it. And, and you just made the point, you know, when you went at Brownstown Speedway, it's hard to win no matter what. But I started looking down the list. I'm like, it, the top five in every class in, in all-time wins list, it's legends. I mean, it's it is –
1: Dirt track
0: racing in Southern Indiana, legends up and down that list.
1: And then I have the list of race wins in multiple classes. And that is the legends of legends there. That's that's guys went over and won in in this class and also won in another class. Yeah. And I'd actually like to put a challenge out to somebody because I think three classes is the most anybody's ever won over. I'd like to see a guy try to pull off a fourth class.
3: Randy Lyons, I seen him put on Facebook the other night. He was going to race... He just bought a Hornet. He's got a Hornet Super Stock, a Pure Stock, and it's modified. And he's looking for a sprint car. Right? He's going to try to do all five in one night. Oh, so I'm my like, yeah. <laughs> well, Hudson yeah. was going to race the, yeah, the super
1: late model, the crate, a modified. And I guess somebody offered him a Hornet, and Don told him no. But uh, <laughs> but then he ended up the modified didn't work out for him either. But yeah, Hudson has contemplated, and also it's a fun fest. It'd be fun if that if a guy yep. could line it out and say, I will race everything somebody will let me yep. you know you can't afford to go out and buy your own but i've got to say no. you know i'll let you get in here and drive these because you know the fun fest you're to the point of the year that doesn't matter anymore yeah. so. man
2: i don't know if i could do that i'm too fat and out of shape <laughs> to do yeah, sometimes i need help getting out my car as it is out of one class <laughs> it's gonna have to be
0: early
1: spring or late <laughs> yeah, fall yeah. it'll be 110 <laughs> yeah,
2: degrees no doubt fun <laughs> fest would be a perfect spot <laughs> yeah.
1: but you know jack hewitt did it you yeah. know at the four crown he won all four classes and you know, but I, I like to see somebody at, at Brownstown do that, you yeah. know, race, You know, win in four different classes. So
3: You'd have to have a lot of help that night. No, <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, because you, if you're wanting to go out and be competitive and all of them, you'd have to have a crew of guys set aside for each car. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that yeah. way, all
3: you had to do is whenever you jumped out of one, they knew what you needed for the other. Yeah. Uh,
0: you'd have to look like Roush Fenway Racing. Rolling. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to yes. be honest. Yep. <laughs> because, because all you're doing is moving from seat to seat to seat to seat. I have hand signals whenever you're getting out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> change this, change
1: that. Yeah. So uh, Tim Clark's wife is our, is our secretary. Well, he's, she's mine still not no longer his, yeah, no but, uh, but, uh, and I told her, I said, do you realize that Tim is the third all time winningest uh, super stock driver at Brownstown speedway? And she looked at me, she's like, don't even tell Tim that <laughs> she's like, so I like, I like bringing the stats. out. I'm like, look, I said, he's three wins away from tying and four wins away from being the all time winner over there. And she's like, Please don't tell Tim <laughs> about this. About Please don't
4: tell him.
2: I've been shocked that we haven't seen Randy Petro out in the car this year because uh, I think he was real close to one of the milestones that he was trying to meet. I don't know if he ever met it last year. Well, or I not. think about
1: three years ago, he won his 600th feature.
2: Right. So well, that could have been what it was.
1: Yeah, I think it was three years ago. And and, uh, wow. and he actually got it at Brownstown. He, he got his okay. 600th win right. at, at Brownstown. Right. So which is just a, a unreal number i mean I don't I, I
0: don't I don't even care you know what class what you're running to just have things go right i mean mechanically as you said earlier sometimes you you spend and you're just involved and it doesn't even matter you yeah. know or somebody spends you 600 is
1: just ridiculous that's for sure my brother asked if lee hobbs tried multiple classes yeah I, I remember when back years ago lee did try that mike so that's uh he was one that tried it, but i like to see it in the modern era, you yeah. know, also. So. Right. And you're funny, you brought up Randy. He walked up to the draw shack, and I looked at him and said, Are you coming out of retirement tonight to race? And he said, I'm not. He said, Dustin is. And then he looked at me and said, I'm not retired. And I said, Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm not
2: retired. <laughs> uh, I, I'd love to see him get back out in the car. He was always a fun one to watch.
1: Well, he was, he raced a fun fest.
2: Right. Right. So,
1: you know, he, He makes his appearances. I'd actually like to see Russ get back in the car. car, Right? (laughs) Yeah. So, you got anything else? (laughs) I'm I'm just (laughs) I'm listening. (laughs) Well, you know,
3: and the thing is, Dustin. You know, I I started racing pure stocks whenever he started racing pure stocks, and what it makes sense is why he kind of went away from it because he was winning. He won the Mark Clark, I think, twice. He's a two-time winner there. Oh nine, yeah, 2010. Those two years, I'm like, so he was gonna, he was probably gonna be as good as his dad. But I, I don't know what happened and but he was always good and fun to race with too, so
0: oh yeah. All right, now I'm gonna bring it back around, you know same way I said what's the most exciting thing, and I love what you guys talked about there with you know, knowing you've got the setup. Outside of mechanical failure, things like that, what's the most frustrating thing when you're on the track?
3: When you know you got good enough stuff to compete but you left something on the table you forgot to make a change where you knew probably could have helped you and you're just sitting out there riding around trying to finish in the best spot you can but you knew that one change or you knew that tire would have made the difference
2: so it eats you yeah well i guess uh two races ago we We've been, really been struggling with a miss and I was way underpowered. And i like, I got to start the feature. I have to start for points, you know. I, I'm gonna go out and just ride around and, you know. No, I said, I'm gonna start then I'm gonna park it so we don't tear something else up. And me and Jason Heyman started talking. He said, just go out there and ride around. It's black slick. Just don't try to race all them guys, but half of the field will fall out. And he said, then you got to gain every point matters. And then, of course, that still didn't work out. I have a guy just straight body me going down the front stretch and <laughs> jumped $300 more worth of front end part. So it's like, man, I, should have I stayed out there or should have I pulled in knowing that I was underpowered that uh, if you can't race for the win, it's hard to stay out there. That's the bad part about points racing is you sometimes you do things that you normally wouldn't right. do. I, I'd have pulled it back on the trailer just so we didn't tear something else up because I know I'm faster than them guys. But I was back there with them because uh, we were underpowered.
1: How are you guys when you when you come around and you're in the front, but you start catching the tail of the field? And uh, we talked about it before the show started. The guy that does not run a consistent line,
2: Man, when you're
1: approaching him, I mean, how do you approach that to decide even where to go to get around the guy?
2: I truly try to – I look – I don't drive at my front bumper. I probably look – too far out in front of me really but uh, i try to really predict what they're doing and i i'll try to watch them a lap or two before if i can to see where they're going And uh, the one car that we lapped a few times this week uh, yeah i seen he couldn't hold it on the bottom he was gonna go end up he started at the bottom he was gonna end up at the top right so i uh, uh, one time i lapped him i remember i started at the top and shot down to the bottom because i knew yeah, coming he off to he was going to the top so i uh, and you, you got to watch guys like that. Uh, I I want everybody to be able to come out and have fun, but don't bring something out there and just tear, tear the leaders up. But I, right. I, I remember last year, Jason Combs, the first three mm-hmm. or four races, he got tore up every week yes. over a lap car. And I'm like, man, my heart went out to that guy. He, he should have won a few of them races and got knocked out because of lap cars that, that gets frustrating because we all spend a lot of money and work really hard to be there. And when somebody that's,
1: I was just curious about that because you got to keep pushing, or the guy behind oh, you yeah, is going to go around you. Yeah. But then you know, you don't want to tear your stuff up at the same time trying to get around. You know, and and everybody spent their time to, at the rear of the field for you know something uh, or another. I've you been know, that so. guy
2: for years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: you know, and you just got to you got to plan your attack on where to pass that guy at. Yeah. And also depending on how close you are with the guy that's run second or first, you got to figure out is this car going to hold that guy up. Or where can I go to hold the guy that's running on the inside of me up? That way I can get a little bit of a lead, a little bit of a break on him. So that's for sure.
1: Because, you know, Chad Stapleton lost a race what last year over a lap car. Yep. You know, so it's – I yeah. lost
3: a race last year over a lap car. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, so you know, everybody's <laughs> – I've been there before. <laughs> everybody's there. I just, you know, do you start preparing like – when you when you're coming out of four and they're going into one you realize okay about the next three laps yep. he I'm gonna be at him do you start planning there and start really watching him more to see where yep. you you might get your Yeah, yeah you? absolutely
2: like Jeremy said you got to really prepare for who who else you're racing hard with and if you're by yourself it's not that big of a deal but when you're already too wide racing yep. it really makes it really hard to get around those guys sometimes somebody's gonna get pinched off right yeah
1: <laughs> now let's say you got a lap car that that really holds a great line do you sit, try to set the guy you're racing hard with up? Like, try to use use that guy as a pick?
2: Absolutely. <laughs> hey, I, don't, I don't know of anybody
1: that wouldn't at that point in time. <laughs> if that car's in the right spot at the right time, you're going to use him. Hey, Dustin, uh, Mark and Jamie asked how you liked scoring the feature.
0: Uh, I didn't have to. I, I got to sit down there in my, my little corner of the world and just enjoy <laughs> the air conditioning, Jamie. And uh, Rusty scooted down and took that over, so I just... I just hung out and ate French fries. Be honest.
2: <laughs> As I'll, I'll give Jamie a shout out. I she's she's got a love for the sport that not many women have, or the things oh that she puts up with. Uh, guys, the uh, guy, she's the number one complaint department. And yeah. then it, she yeah. goes and have that surgery, and it's 110 degrees out. And she's there. You just got out of the hospital yesterday, girl. <laughs> I, well, I know we're idiots, but what's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah.
0: you're, sp- you're supposed to be the, the center of reasoning <laughs> yeah, here. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely.
2: <laughs> like, okay, you fit in with us well.
0: You know? <laughs> yeah, I had, I had a, a minor like a panic attack because – she said that she may have to leave early, and she looked at me and said, hey, uh, you may have to score tonight. And I'm like, no, I just came up here to soak up the free air. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to do that. <laughs> like, not, you don't understand. I do a podcast, and I hang out up here and talk. That's all, that's all I'm here for. <laughs> but, but, no, she, uh, she taught me. I got, to, I got to score some heat races and uh, got, got to try and learn her, her system, but she's the master. Mm. I, I, I'm not, not nearly there.
1: Mike asked who the all-time multiple class winner was, and uh, I showed you. Yes, I double checked it. It was Devin Gilpin. Devin Gilpin has more. He actually has the most modified wins and the most multi-class wins of of anybody over <laughs> there. So, his is not to to uh, Jim Curry's late model wins, but right. you know his he's got the most modified, the most multi-class because you know Curry just raced the late models. So, yeah. but yeah, it, it's uh, it is Devin Gilpin there with the with the most multi-class and the most modified wins.
0: Now I'm going to ask you both and and I I you kind of talked a little bit about it but what is it what is it about Brownstown Speedway that makes it so desirable to go there and race?
3: It's hard to win over there. You Absolutely. Guys, <laughs> like I said, it just takes it takes a perfect night to win because I mean there's such good competition over there and the racetrack changes every weekend. It's not predictable, I guess
1: and i how, think how much has it changed from the heats to the feature i mean do you guys really have to watch the track you you really got to watch it because i know i had i was watching
3: it and then i'm like well i better go up and look at this lake mall feature real quick and then i ran back to my car to make a couple different changes because i knew i wasn't prepared for what was about to happen so it, it, it changes a lot and it changes real fast
2: that's why it makes it hard for us pure stock guys because we don't have the adjustability that all the upper classes do so you i mean you rely on stagger and wheel offsets and spring rubbers basically that's that's the best thing we do at the track so what these guys can adjust into the car you pretty much have to adjust into your driving style more or less absolutely so we try to build the car make it where it's better in the slick and we just fight it whenever it's heavy but uh we've kind of been the other way around this year i've been better in the heavy and not so good in the slick so So when it turned
1: black saturday you was probably a little upset then huh
2: yeah i knew i knew as soon as we looked at the track i'm like oh wow we ain't been on it yet and it's dry it's gonna be black from the top to bottom we're gonna be ice skating tonight and i i knew it's like man i don't know when we went out for the heat race we we was pretty good and i i flubbed up and i should have won that heat race but we uh then i knew we were going to struggle in the future and it was going to be tough
1: and you know to i guess the, to uphold jim there when it's 105 degrees outside it does, i man. made the comment in the tower we could have took all the water out of that lake up there and probably wouldn't got enough right. water on the right. racetrack you mm-hmm. know and and uh you know i kind of i kind of feel for jim sometimes because it seems like no matter what he does somebody's upset with you know it, it's heavy or it's slick or right you know, and, and sometimes he's, his hands are kind of tied just because of the weather we have. You know, it's Yeah, it's either rained and he's trying to get,
0: get the race in, and it's right. going to be heavy, or, or Saturday, and, and this sounds awful, but I kind of laughed when I came in and I saw him riding around with the water truck, and I thought, you know, he'd do the front stretch about by the time he got back around, I thought, it looks dry. And yeah. he's hitting it again, yeah. I mean, and that's, yeah. and, you know... He's trying to do the best he can, but Matt's exactly right, man. I mean, it it was evaporating, you know, as soon as it was hitting the dirt. I mean, it just was so hot.
1: And, and the sun's not down till 10 o'clock anymore. Right. You know, so it ain't like, well, you know, we'll get it by until the sun goes down because we all know the moisture comes back up. Okay. But when the sun don't go down to 10 and it stays in the 90s after yep. the sun goes down, yeah. you know. And then, well, yep, and then and you th- fight,
0: do you get done at 3 a.m. or do you get done at – you know, eleven thirty. Okay. So the kids. You, you seem happy to be kids. home at midnight. It was
2: kind of uh, kind of a change for us. That's for sure. Yeah. We yeah. it's normally a lot later.
0: Well, and going back to kids and getting them excited about it. You know, that's that's huge to me. Absolutely, you know? yeah. I got a four year old in there. That I mean, I'm telling you what. Since we've started this, and he's obsessed with racing now. He thinks I'm like the, the most amazing human being ever because all these unbelievable race car drivers show up at our house every week. I mean, and it's, and it's cool because he, he'll come out and he'll say, well, what numbers are going to be here tonight? And and the chair you're actually sitting in, Derek, is his chair when he does the podcast. And he'll, so to, later on, he'll come out and he'll say, who sat in my chair? What's his car look like? You know, so, Correct. so I mean, but it's cool because, again, you, again, talking about those kids, but that's the whole thing you fight is with the
1: sun not going down till 10, when do you get it started so yeah, yeah. You, you, i i up in the tower and and you know jim will look and like you know i'm getting tore up because you know the fans is all upset it was dusty it's like what can he do you know he could win out after every one of your guys' race put water down but you guys would have blown it right off you know that's yep <laughs>
2: well, i i don't mind the black slick that's uh, i enjoy driving when it's slick like that but i hate the dust dust sucks uh, that makes the race not as fun for the drivers too because you can't see oh i can see you know, that I, I felt bad for the guys that were in the back of the field well i started third row and when we took the checker the green flag and went into one i couldn't see the guy in front of me
1: but again i mean i don't think he could put enough water <laughs> down to keep that because it's just so hot yeah. that you know and, no. and ha- you know right ha- what do you do yeah you know that's the thing I can remember years ago, the day races, you know, down at Hobstot and stuff that it was always dusty because they they, they couldn't keep it watered enough. Right. I'm going to throw out here to Zach
0: Stalker because I see he's joined us here on Facebook Live. And, Zach, I know you you listen to our audio podcast as well, but you need to go back because uh, you got some some real uh, kudos thrown out (laughs) to you. I I wanted to actually twist it and say you you got cut down, but you didn't. You got some real kudos thrown out to you, Zach, and uh, you need to go back and listen to that because – you know some real respect handed out to you the way you drive
1: yeah derek said he enjoyed uh, racing with you side by side he knew you'd race and not take him out you know not intentionally of course and and uh so big shout out there absolutely why the O two? I gotta ask that. I'm always curious. If I, pick, I know why you picked the double zero, but why the O two?
2: My cousin was uh, when he was in high school baseball. It was his number. Oh, really? I, mean, I was always whenever I played baseball in high school. I always had O two and it's like what number one i've always been oh two how can i change now or it's just uh, just because i'm changing my sport doesn't mean right. I don't, you know so i've always had oh two no matter what i played that was my number
1: yeah i've am always curious why people pick you know I, all the numbers there are right you know, why, why do you lean on that one and yeah. you, you know like, yours is kind of a rare number right you know, with the zero in front of it yeah. so now we're we're here at about
0: 40 minutes and we're not going to be done yet but i want to give you both a chance to really shout out your your sponsors yeah. so I'm going to start with you, Derek, and you want to you want to kind of run down your sponsors. Man, and who I should else have brought a track. list. <laughs> I can I can go to Jeremy first. And come back. It's
2: all right. It's all right. <laughs> um, first, I want to thank uh, Bonanza's and Ponderosa Steakhouse. Uh, Mike Everhart stepped up and helped us out a lot, and he we got on the hood this year. Uh, Stoplight Liquor in Scottsburg uh gilpin electric bill gilpin stepped up and helped us out a lot this year and has been a big help um uh, boo bishop with bishop oil he's my fuel sponsor and i mean stuff like that is big oh, You yeah. don't have to worry mm-hmm. about buying fuel every week that's just phenomenal um uh, my dad with gary's trekking service helps uh er, brad Irwin with Irwin customs uh we'd always build our bodies in my garage before uh, brandon carr always helped me out a lot and then i Uh, erwin stepped up and we brought my car to his shop and we built my entire body the day after the north vernon banquet well we were (laughs) been drinking all night i thought there is no way we're gonna build a body in one day and we did it and so i that's it. and it's not that we changed a lot of things but his little tweaks just made the car turn out so much better it just uh, it really turned out good this year and And then Irwin helps me out with set up, talk to every Sunday. We, we always have an hour conversation. All right, Bubby, help me. (laughs) What what do we, what can we do now? I'm sure you're there too. (laughs) There's been many times, Hey, help dude. You can't be racing somewhere else. You got to be with us. (laughs) Just need a conference call round table on (laughs) Sunday morning. Um, Maybe that's,
0: when we need to move the podcast to maybe we need you guys to all come in here we'll get out of the way you
2: just set that on sunday mornings
0: and i'll record you guys
2: talk. we can't tell everybody I, our secrets but over. i won't, i was just getting ready to say i won't release them until after the season's it's over yeah. it'll be a recap recap uh, the only other ones uh larry hartwell's helped me out a lot this year he uh I mean, he's not on the car but uh, just personally and, and uh, with parts and giving me advice and driving advice um and i think pewter hall they they help out a lot cowboy and darla both are not only are they friends to me but they're great car sponsor and they're a great class sponsor yes. I, I mean they they do phenomenal things for our class that you don't see any other sponsors do i think that's really cool i mean like you all giving bonuses for the heat races that's awesome man get you know a lot of us racers struggle every week so every even if it's ten dollars every little bit helps out a lot um
1: and that's you know that's why we do that is we know that you know right right we're close enough to the heartbeat of the sport that we know none of you guys are getting rich you know it's you know there are some in racing that are right but you guys and and you're our local heroes because when i was a kid those guys was way more important to me out on brownstown speedway than ever was on nascar you know because i I, I felt like I knew them. I seen them every Saturday mm-hmm. and I thought I knew them. So whatever we can do to help you and we try to also. So
0: well, and the, and the other thing is I want to <laughs> see what Brad said. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate, I appreciate you guys taking the time, you know, to come out and Jeremy's been out here twice and, and Derek, you're welcome anytime you want to come out and, you know, hang out with us, but I, I appreciate you guys. So that's a big reason why we wanted to throw it back out. And, and, You know no knock on any of the other drivers but there's no doubt when when i when we've thrown up that money there's guys that we're we're
4: pulling for because
0: they've come out they've supported us they've given us their time they want to be on the podcast and you know and and so there's there's no doubt i i laughed and told jeremy before man i was i was pulling for you in the heat race if i was going to hand somebody one i wanted to hand it to you (laughs) so so it is cool
1: for us to be able to help you guys out and be involved one of my responsibilities is do the booking and you wouldn't believe the people just tell me no you know they, they're nervous they're going, and it's like this is for you guys right you know yep. we're here to make you guys be known it ain't about us
0: right, you know, right.
2: so it's been you know. it's been fun i didn't know what to expect coming up being <laughs> my first time here it's it's a good time
0: yeah. go ahead let's throw out let's throw out your your sponsors as well jeremy well
2: i gotta speak to brad Irwin's thing real quick
3: <laughs> what he means by that is i actually called him after the it might have been after while the late malls were going on. It was talking to him while he was sitting in the car in the lineup shoot with his helmet on. And Blake's <laughs> passing messages back and forth to me and him trying to figure out what changes we need to agree on to try to make something happen. But, uh, you know, Brad does a lot for a lot of people. And he's done a yeah. lot for me. I wouldn't be where I am today without him, you know. So a lot a lot goes out to him, you know. He helped me build my car. He helps me so much he helps everybody so much so you know he he's definitely a big part of my racing program and i can't thank him enough um bill gilpin gilpin electric and generator bill mike lugo they come every weekend michelle and um victoria they come help me sell shirts and stuff like that so you know they help out a lot all-star paving kevin hallman he's right down there on oh, 31 yeah. oh pothole yeah he's been <laughs> with me since he's been with me since the beginning so you know i can't thank him enough um peter hall came on this year can't thank curtis and darla enough for that um travis kern p3 graphics um Ride auto parts in north vernon you know they've been with me since the beginning as well um just everybody that you know has a hand in that you know it, it makes a big difference
0: miller pest control are they still in your car no i haven't been i, I think billy's been working on him but they need to be because i thought they still were on your car because yeah. They came out the other day and did a heck of a job at my place. So
3: I know he does a lot with the Clarks, but I, I think Billy's been working on trying to get him on my car too. But uh, they, so. they,
0: right there, if if uh, <laughs> if he, and I know he started listening because when he came out and he saw my setup, he said, "What is all this?" And I, <laughs> I said, "You know, Jim, I said Here here's all the stuff." So i know he's listening so he
1: needs to jump on board right there jim does my house too so he definitely needs to jump on board oh man he (laughs) he is
0: uh i'll give him credit i gave him a huge shout out on facebook today man because my wife was about ready to strangle me because the ants were 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 running around and i called him and he came out like within the next day i was like he's like when are you free and i'm like can you be out here tomorrow morning he's like yeah no problem and he sprayed once, and we've not seen a bug in the house since he's been here. So he Can't made be my bad. wife happy, and if 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 you can make my, if you can make anybody's wife happy. Life is good. Yes. So huge shout out to, to Miller sure. Pest Control. But
1: um, he's a good Hayden boy too. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Justin Bowling jumped on, and uh, you know I, I want to say first of all congratulations to Justin. Justin won our uh, uh, Schaefer photo and custom T uh, twenty by thirty frame print uh when we had the contest here a little while ago and uh you know Justin, and i want to say before we actually got on the air we were talking a lot about you as well and uh you know how impressive it is that you've went from going really fast or really powerful i guess i should say in a straight line to going really fast and turning left several times and uh you know shout out to you justin for wh- everything you've done it's been a heck of a year
3: yeah for sure no i also gotta thank cassie i think her and michelle's sitting at home right now watching and cassie had surgery this morning so oh wow she's in a little bit of pain but i think uh, michelle's keeping her company right now so i gotta thank her she you know i don't thank her enough and i I, i'm surprised she lets me get by with that but you know (laughs) um she really sacrificed a lot for me to do what i do so you know i can't thank her enough either
0: yeah and i'm gonna ask you both too because it's it it is um it is interesting, and and in everything you do. And I, I coach football for a long time before, you know, getting into administration. And um, and <laughs> I want to say that, you know, who are those other people outside of sponsors that that help you get to the track? And I know you you just brought up, you know, Cassie, but who who are the other ones that that help you get to the track? I mean, really, everybody that sponsors my car
3: helps in some way. You know, Blake Barber, he comes with me a lot when Mark's not racing, and he's a big help when he comes, too. You know, it's it's nice to have somebody to bounce ideas off because Blake's knowledgeable. He, he, mm-hmm. might, he, oh, yeah. he might not, you know, be as knowledgeable as most, but he's been around long enough, and he's helped Mark long enough that when he comes and I don't have nobody else, I'm bouncing ideas off Blake and it makes me feel better that he comes back and says no this is what it looked like or this is what i seen because you get that good feeling from somebody you can come in and bounce ideas off if you don't have nobody else there to bounce ideas off so it's definitely nice but a lot of people that help me come to races every weekend and sponsor my car or have some part in my race car so
0: that's awesome
1: i've known bill gilpin almost my whole life and i and you he is one of the greatest guys i mean he will give you the shirt off his back if he feels like he'll help you out and you know that's that's almost anybody that's just how you know how bill is yeah Yeah.
3: him and mike come out every week at least once a week if not twice a week to help me get the car ready and everything so
2: i gotta thank nick jones he he's been racing with me since i started since day one and uh and uh, (laughs) i wish i had a penny for every hour we've spent in that garage (laughs) working on the cars because uh every week no matter if it's 110 or if it's in the winter and it's zero we're still out there thrashing getting stuff ready and and they don't they don't get to make it to the track every week but hey everybody's got lives they gotta do they can't expect people to be there and uh and it's him and brandon Carr. brandon has been a big help to my program too he keeps his car in my garage so we uh, he may not he may be working on his car but uh, I, hey what do you think about this or you know you're laying in a car hey you got that three-quarter inch it over here <laughs> 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 just being there for each other for moral support anyway it, it makes a big difference productivity goes up for sure even though we're working on two cars
1: i think it, from talking to you guys and even when dustin won the race the other night right. yeah it seems like jason Heyman helps you guys out a whole lot because jason went to him when he missed his heat race and told him just chill out man you, you know yeah. you got a good car so yeah. it's, it seems like Heyman's a great cheerleader for you guys because you guys great. are kind of like a little family over there outside of turn two i know yep. you know uh, you guys are that's for in the sure same anytime every... somebody struggles over there everybody so, yeah in somebody's helping. somebody's over there helping so yeah. and that's you know jason's another the other friend of the show but you know i heard you make that comment and i've heard you and then you know dustin said that in victory lane that that Heyman just told him to you know use his head and and, and right. chill out so yeah. it's you know it's good to have somebody like that that is a cheerleader you yeah. know that, that can help That's you out sure. like yeah. that
2: jason's kind of a legend in the street stock stuff too so you know I it's it's a big help with somebody that's in the middle of it and knows oh, yeah. and, and he'll shoot it to you straight get your head together what is wrong with you <laughs> yeah. oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> and we all need that <laughs> person absolutely <as> well. yeah. <laughs> yeah i told him i was gonna strap him in one night i give him a hammer every time i'd try to flat foot it just hit me in the back of the head <laughs> get me back in check dude Dustin tells me that about three
1: times a week to get my head together. So. Yeah. And Jason, he'll, he'll.
3: I mean, he jumped out of his car, I think, and then ran to my car and was like, hey, this is what the racetrack is doing. This is what it looks like. This is where to go. This is where it's tractioned up at. So, you know, Jason's a big
2: help on that part of it, too. He'd, he'd yeah, jump yeah. right out of his car and run over to your car and just to help you out as well. So, That's, I forget it was this, just this weekend. He'd, yeah. he'd come over, he's like, I need the four wheeler. I'm like, You don't have to ask, just go. <laughs> he's like, I got to go talk to Jeremy. He's in the lineup shoot. <laughs> so.
0: Well, and I think that, you know, you talked earlier about how as fans, we don't realize what you guys do Monday through Friday to get the cars ready. Right. But I also don't think fans always know because when we watch NASCAR and we talk about teams or you talk about IRL and there's these teams. They don't realize that when you guys pull in on Saturday night, and I've had the blessing of walking through the pits a lot, you guys park next to the same people. It's different classes, it's multiple, but yeah. the the family aspect yeah. that comes out in the pits that it does, and even even in the same class that you can break apart and your competitor that may know that man, if I hand I've got a spare, and if I hand him this, it may cost me this race tonight. He'll hand it to you because he'd rather race with you. Than win and you be on yep. the on the bench. I that's mean that's sure. a, that's the most yeah. amazing thing about the racing yeah. community. Yeah, and
1: I've always seen it like that. You know, back you know years ago when I was in the pits a lot more, I always seen you know it might be your your hardest competitor, but you're going to give him that part because you would rather race against them, yep. and know that you can beat him than think well I beat him because he was. Broke I know one night right.
3: Jacoby was having issues with his power steering, had a line that broke off or something. I actually sent my brother home to get another power steering container out of my garage and come back. Cause I'm just like that. If somebody needs something and I have it, even if they race in my same class, I want to race. I, I came there to race them, not for them to fall out and not right. race against yep. them. Oh, that's yeah. no, that's no fun for me.
0: Well, and it goes back <laughs> so. to when I asked you the question of why Brownstown speedway, you know, because and I, I hate, I don't want to be negative about the racing community because I love it, but there are guys that, that find the tracks that there's only certain driver, you know, there's a right. small car count, They'll go because they know it can be competitive. That's what I appreciate about what both of you said. Why? Because it's hard to win there. I yeah. want to go to the place It's hard to win because it means something.
2: I've yeah. always said, if you can win at Brownstown Speedway, you can win anywhere. Absolutely. I don't care where you go.
1: And Jeremy Blake says that we can't keep you out late because he do not want you blaming us for the golf game tomorrow. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And thanks for the happy birthday there, Blake.
0: Uh, Blake, I'm just going to call you out right there and just say that, Blake, if, you're, if your mullet gets flapping in the wind... And, in your eyes, your, your golf game may struggle well. <laughs> I, I hope the wind lays down, Blake, because if that mullet comes back around. I You know, we talked earlier about Dale Earnhardt and how he only could pull off those glasses. Blake, you're not pulling off the mullet well, but that's not fair. I shouldn't, I, I shouldn't come after him. I'm
1: going to go back to the sponsors. You know, when you was over at the Johnny Appleseed, it was awesome for me to sit over in the grandstands and see you and Devin both going around the racetrack with – with sponsors i know right you know a lot of those guys you know especially the lucas oil guys you don't know nobody on those cars but exactly you know when i see ride auto parts and you know all-star paving you know and all that and you're know you at eldor that that is awesome to me right there yeah you know so that's that's another thing i, I enjoy seeing the the hometown local sponsors when you guys do travel out like yeah that.
3: especially when you're traveling like that. It's nice to see somebody that you know you might be 100 miles away from home oh, but yeah. seeing somebody you know you might even race with them, you're still somewhat rooting against them. Even though even if you I won't say you two don't get along, but if if you guys are stiff competitors and you're rivals, you're, some, you some you still root for those guys in those big races like that, you know. Oh yeah. Well it's so.
0: it's the it's a David versus Goliath thing, you know. It's right. it's he's, you know, and that's what's so cool that you know, my experience being at Eldora is walking through it and I immediately wanna pull for the guys that don't have the, the huge haulers, don't have the huge teams that are you know that they're sitting in the air conditioning all day playing i-racing or whatever and (laughs) and somebody else is getting it ready i mean the coolest thing and going back to you guys that's why i love the saturday night you know local shows is you guys are thrashing on your cars as well you're not just a shoe you're not climbing in and just hitting the gas you're you're as much involved in getting that
1: car to the track making sure it runs well as as anybody because you guys do work on it all week do you that make you think about some decisions when you get a little hot-headed in the helmet there and you think man i'm gonna have to fix this if i do something stupid there's here.
2: a fine line there yep but uh you really got to control your temper at times because you know the majority of it comes out of our pocket and we're yep. the ones that's got to fix it right so, uh, and that 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 hurt me really bad to begin with in my racing because i, I wouldn't put my nose in where i should have a lot of times uh, i think i'm trying to get better at that but, uh, <laughs> i mean it, it would me
1: you know i think man if i screw this up I might not be able to be here because yeah. well, last year you had, you tore your car up or Bad. you didn't get to come back for about what, three weeks, exactly. man. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and that would probably be on my mind. That's probably why it's a good thing that I yell on the microphone and I don't drive because I'd be thinking, Oh man, I, you know, I just tore up a hundred dollar part.
3: And that's one of the things you think about. I know I do mostly with my motor just because I, I guess I don't have enough money to go out and get another one. So that, that weighs on my mind a lot. And that's, I tear the thing down most of the time in the garage just to check over everything. But, um, you think about that whenever you're paying for all that stuff out of your own pocket. It's like, man, I just, let's make it through another night. Let's make it through another night. Oh, yeah. Cause it's scary sometimes. Yeah.
0: I'm going to ask you both, you know, how, how do you deal with that frustration? I mean, I, because I understand what you're both saying. Again, I come from a football background as a player and as a coach and, you know the worst thing you can ever do is is get emotional even on the football field because you'll over make a play you'll you'll overrun something you you never it never works out the way you think it is so when you have that situation that somebody's done something and you, and all you want to do is is take them out because of whatever reason how do you how do you sit in the car and control that. <sighs>
2: Man, I don't
1: know. <laughs> I don't, mean
0: don't tell me the words you say. I don't want
1: those out. But <laughs> I, I'm sure it's not always controlled either though, is it? I mean sometimes no. it
3: I, I mean you really got it's hard to control, but at the end of the day, I know what I think about is there's other people watching me. Mm, and if good. I go out there and junk somebody because they hit me or something, you know, if somebody rubs up against you and you rub them in the next corner, I don't see that, but if somebody spins you out and then you go back around their racetrack and spin them out I think there's so many people that watch us. It's not a good example for anybody i don't that's not a way to gain fans That's not a way to do anything in that nature so i, I think that's what you sit there and tell yourself, even though you're cussing the whole time you're but right. i think that's that's what I tell myself at least so
2: that's that's the one good thing about the race savers is that you all can't hear us. <laughs> it would not be good. <laughs> So. As a fan, I wish I could. I'll be honest. Oh, boy, yeah. You
0: know, we but, talked earlier about Dale Jr. being on the NASCAR broadcast. Right. I heard him talk on Sunday that, you know, they had a 1 to 10 scale. And and then they said, well, you added extra words in there. He said,
1: that just meant emphasis. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, I said, if I said 10
1: plus words, that meant that was extra important. So. And then, Jamie tries to help out with that, too. You know, when we see, you know, up in the tower that, okay, this is going a little further and – right you know, chill out chill out so you know that that has to help also okay you're right you know i need to chill out because even when you try to tear up somebody else you're tearing your stuff yep. up too well you
2: I, know. i'll admit to my my fault last week in the heat race uh i was so frustrated after we'd done good i kept i i knew i had stalker beat i was on the top he was on the bottom i knew i'd have the momentum to get him if i just kept my head on straight and i, and I pushed really bad in two i um, like oh I gotta drive it in harder now make sure I beat him well then I drove in too hard and w- yeah. it was plumb sideways coming off and he he was able to beat me and a- afterward when we were pulling off the track I was like dang it and I just punched a dash well, when we were in the uh, infield, I had a guy come up. How's your hand feel? I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, I heard that pop up in the stands. I'm like, oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> Middle note recorded. I, if I'm going to do that, we have to do that on the back stretch. Yeah. Not on the front stretch. We're out on the half mile. <laughs> half <Yeah>. mile. <laughs> going to scales. Scale. So, yeah. yeah. But
1: it, that goes right back to what Jeremy says. You, you guys yeah. are always being watched. And you know, yeah, you're know, you somebody's absolutely. hero in that grandstands. Yeah. Know? So yeah. That's, uh, and,
3: and, and you never know. If there might be somebody up there that might be a potential sponsor, or mm-hmm. yeah. that's a good point too. A potential ride or half a ride or whatever the case may be, sitting up there watching you every weekend that
0: is watching your actions more than how you finish. You know, and I—that's I a great point you bring up, Jeremy. Because I think I watch some drivers react to some things sometimes, and that's exactly what I think. If and and you, I think, have a, a great perspective of that because what you said earlier is that every sponsor on your car is usually at the track with you, I always wonder if every sponsor that had wrote you a check that's that's on your car was sitting in the stands, would you react that way? And I think you got right. a great point there. I mean, and I know some guys will tell me, oh, well, yeah, I would, I, it doesn't matter, I, I'd do it. But you're exactly right. We're the If you want to move up classes, if you want to continue in this career, you want to keep having sponsors, you got to make sure that you're you're representing them the way they'd want to be
1: represented. Yeah. And that's where I think one thing... The NASCAR media, I don't like how they do it because they immediately throw that microphone in that driver's face after something bad has happened to him. Yeah, yeah. And none of us are going to keep our cool with that because <laughs> you've just given that guy an outlet to vent, and it's never going to be good. Yeah. But but they like that drama, where that's ratings you, for them. Yeah, let them go cool off and you collect their thoughts and then come back and talk to you because yeah. I've never agreed with that of running over there right you know when something bad's happened said, so no, tell me about it yeah you it'd, know. Be no,
3: it'd be the same way if you did it at Brownstown oh, if somebody yeah. got wrecked out you stick a microphone in the front of their mouth I mean they're gonna speak what they feel right then because they're yeah. still in the moment yeah they, they're not thinking so
1: yeah that's I've never agreed with that and, and it's yeah. great ratings for them because you know everybody likes that drama but sometimes I think it shows the bad side of the sport I so. agree no and I, I, I think we could you know talking about our own show we could blow
0: this show up if i wanted to if i wanted to show up at brown Sound every week and wait for somebody to get wrecked out and run up with my recorder and throw a mic in front of their face and get the drama and bring people on here and build it but that may get people involved but it won't get butts in the seat on saturday night. that's right
2: uh it's no. about the kids too we right. gotta be yes, good sir. role models for the kids and uh unfortunately nowadays there's not enough good role models for the no. kids and uh i probably think about that more than anything
0: that's for sure so i what i'm gonna ask you both and i jeremy i probably already asked you but Derek, i'm gonna ask you what when you when you look back on on your racing career what's the one moment that stands out that's the the most exciting thing i know i ask you what's when you're on the track but what's the the crowning moment for you in your your racing career
2: and probably be naturally the first win i was fortunate enough my dad was there with me and my wife was there with me and and all my family being there uh other than that one would be years ago we were i don't remember what if it was the pure stock special or where at twin cities and when everybody else was off and i said man if we can make this race it'll be like winning the daytona 500 for us (laughs) because there was 50 plus cars there that night and uh, i ended up starting on the pole of the race and I, I, was, I was like, there's no way. You, you ain't going to make this race on the way there. I'm like, oh, just come on. And I, I lucked out and drew good and started towards the front of a heat race that wasn't with a stacked heat race like we normally end up drawing. <laughs> and uh, lucked out to start on the front row. And I think I finished third or fourth in that race. And I and it ended up on six cylinders, and I pulled it out. But uh, that was probably my most self-accomplished night, I felt i know i enjoyed the
1: the first time i got the interview at, at, at brownstown that was uh that was fun for me because he was very wound up and energetic <laughs> at night so it was, you know yeah, yeah. It, it was a fun interview for so.
2: uh, i mean and, uh, me and my mom old man's just alike he he sees all the blood sweat and tears that we put into the things and the hours that we spend and the, the money that we both spend to be able to be there every week and uh, uh we had dreamed a long time about being in victory lane and to be able to do it at brownstown and and a lot of times in the summer, Dad goes to the lake, so he's not always there, and I've always got to keep him updated oh, yeah. how things are going. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's a little him being there uh, that made it even more emotional. I'm like, hey, "You got to go the other side of the car. I can't look at you right now. I, <laughs> I got to talk to these other guys." <laughs> so, it,
0: and I think it's really cool that again, going back to that family aspect, you talk about, you know, my dad was there, my family was there. You know, it was it was kind of funny. My uh, my wife works in Brownstown, teaches at Brownstown High School, and I I came home uh Saturday night and she said, Was there something special for Jason Heyman on Saturday? And I said, No, why? I mean it was fan appreciation. She goes, Well my Facebook blew up with every relation that Jason Heyman was at the track and everybody was there and the whole family was there and I said I mean it was just a it, 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 there no I, but but it was it was cool to me to hear her as I walked in and she said that as I got home at midnight and she was already in bed <laughs> she's like man, Heyman had a ton of people there. And I said, yeah, he does normally, but, but I said, uh, you know, it was fan appreciation night and and people were excited. So, but it was kind of cool. Again, that family aspect that we talked about
2: with me and Jeremy, both, we, we've really lucked out the whole big group of us uh, to, I mean, we're all like family, you know, it's our racing family. It don't matter if we're at the racetrack or something's going on at home. We all know that we're a phone call away and, Jason's part of that with our group. And there was, what was there, almost 20 of us went together and went on a cruise last year. Yeah. And it was all our all our race and family yeah. and talk about a good time. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. That that's might all, be another whole episode. Know, right? yeah,
2: that could be. It probably
1: could be really. <laughs> talk about all
0: but. Now now my question is how does Throttled Up the Podcast get invited to yeah. the the so next time yeah. it happens?
3: We're in. Podcast on the sea. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you
3: Show
1: up, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's right.
0: <laughs> no, that's awesome. And that you know, that's a, that that's what I don't think you know, we talk a lot on here about the marginal race fan the the person that doesn't come out on Saturday night and how do we get them there? And that's what I don't think they understand is that's, you know, I, I I tell my wife all the time and my son right now desperately wants to be a race car driver and, and I hope he continues that passion. But what I tell her all the time is what you don't realize is, and I think you've brought this up before. If, if, if he's at the track on Saturday nights, I know where he's at. And Mm -hmm. you know, it's exciting for me to see him have this passion and, you know it's it's kind of funny and, and Gilpin's been on here a couple times with us and his my son's favorite color is yellow so he loves the one G um, even though I've I've been on record saying and got called out that the double zero Modified's the best looking car there is <laughs> sorry Derek um, but he came out after after Devin was here the last time and he said I want to I want to drive a go kart and I want to be the one A because his name's Alan <laughs> so I want to be the one A with a yellow go kart and I thought. You'll have to talk to Tom Alt about that. I said, <laughs> "Yeah." <laughs> my first thing was, "You, if you're gonna run a one number one in yellow, you better go talk to Devin and see if he's gonna help help support us." But uh, but no, it, it is. It's cool to see kids like that that are excited about this sport because, like I told my wife, when when you get involved, you know, and and I know that Matt fills this with with his stepdaughters. You know, it, they can they can run the the track, and you know, there's. 150 eyes on them in the pits you know the people are watching them
1: you know the people know who they are and, and that's a really cool thing about it because yeah, I don't know if you guys know that or not my 11 year old is in the pits with Aubrey Egan all night long
2: okay I didn't know that yeah
1: she when we get to the track she goes to Aubrey's and, and I go to the tower and uh, yeah she she's part of Aubrey's crew and uh, you know right there that's another great role model for an 11 year old girl that, oh, absolutely. That, that she can look at Aubrey yep. and say I can do this because she you know and even Allie you know they both are doing to, this yeah that i can do this and she has it in her mind you know because she said when can i start racing so we've told her 15 well she's 11 now so she's counting it down that we're close to 15 you know so yeah (laughs) daddy's gonna have to get in that pocketbook (laughs)
2: and
3: and it's crazy like i know my family i don't have none not a whole lot of my family comes to races every weekend my mom and jeff do sometimes but I have other family that's there all the time that I grew up with, you know. We got we're lucky enough to have a big family that parks next to oh, each yeah. other every weekend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You Absolutely. know Mark and Lori and Blake and Ashley, they they've been my family since, you know, day one, you know. So it's different family, but it's still all family and we all help each other out whenever we can. So it's it's nice. It's it's a good feeling to pull into the racetrack and have that you know that person next to you, you. Know something happened or something goes wrong, they're going to jump in right there and help you, regardless if they got something to work on on their car or not. So,
1: but you you don't have to be born into a group of people to be family. No, no. that's you for know, sure. You know, I, I love my you know my actual blood family, but my family is huge. You know, with uh, you know with everybody else that, that is involved with me when I need things and stuff like that. So, yep. you know, and i because I've watched it, you know, and. You guys over there, you know, your little group there outside of turn two, you you guys are definitely, the word family is a definite there for all you guys, and and, and sure. that's pretty awesome.
2: Yeah, we're all tight. Every, pretty yeah. well. everybody that parks on the back stretch with us back there is...
1: <laughs> <laughs> if we could figure out a
3: way to mark all that off so we don't have, one of us don't have to rush to get there to save spots, <laughs> we'd be all right. Well, I, I,
1: remember, <laughs> I remember years ago at Bloomington, they used to put, like, if you parked against the fence, you know, out by the, there would be, your race car door was on the fence right there, like, that was your spot, right? you know, so... Maybe you guys talk to Jim.
0: Yeah, no doubt. You we do but like, that. hey, just it's right here if you just help us out here. Well, it, it's kind of funny because there was a guy that came in with a modified on Saturday night that had never been to Brown Sound Speedway. And that was one of his questions. He's like, Where where can I park? And yeah, it's yeah. funny you guys say that because he's like, Can I park right here? Right outside the pit shack, and we're like, Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Just don't go back down there to, to turn two. That, <laughs> but, yeah. but you guys
1: know there's some tracks that Depending on what you race, you're restricted to where you can park, you park. in the pit. Absolutely. That's yeah. why
3: I didn't like Eldora because I'm if I, if I could stay away from the same class of mine, <laughs> I want to park over there by somebody else that doesn't have a car like mine. So I, I'm I don't know why I'm just that's my pet peeve. I guess I want right. to be away from my competition because I work hard every week to to get there. I don't want to don't want to give up anything unless I absolutely have to. That's a really <laughs> so, that's... so.
1: You and Prince weren't side by side then. No. <laughs> no no, That's for sure but, but that's an
0: interesting thing though About, about Eldora Because you yeah. are
3: Unfortunately you're stuck and, and, and Blake can speak to this I think we got in trouble the whole night At Eldora, Eldora for every little thing I mean it started We pulled in the racetrack And I didn't pull close enough to the guy next to me So I had to back up and pull close to that guy we couldn't run left side wheel covers. I went the wrong way down pit road. Can't have two people <laughs> on four wheelers. It was it was well you can't push start with a four wheeler. I got in trouble when we went back out on the racetrack. It, it was an interesting <laughs> night for sure. So I've never been I've never been to a racetrack that had so many rules I didn't know about. <laughs> that's how you learn though, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. for sure. That's yeah. a
0: hidden story we didn't know. because yeah. we, we didn't see until the the gas station when we all stopped to to get a snack on the way yeah. home. From the Johnny Appleseed, I had that
1: Spiceland area. Yeah,
0: yeah, I had no idea that. <laughs> You had broke every rule. The end. Every
3: rule. I'm pretty sure they told us not to come back at the end of the night, but we'll be back sometime.
0: When, when you roll in, there'll be an official that just walks yeah. with you. Yeah. yeah. Hey, we're just gonna hang out with you
1: tonight. Make sure you do everything right. I'm your official yeah. tonight. Yeah. You yeah. heard it here first, guys. On Throttle <laughs> Up, Jeremy Owens is a bad boy at Eldora Speedway. Yeah. <laughs> Tony Stewart's
4: a signing. Tony official. Stewart's
1: probably not liking me right uh, now. The
4: double zero. <laughs>
3: That they had is, they had is, something to talk about at the end of the night when they got in their group powwow, I'm sure. Yeah. That double zero car, he's horrible. <laughs> Tony let said, him back.
0: He probably said Tony said, Where'd that double zero come from? <laughs> North Vernon, oh, there it yeah, is. there it <laughs> is. <laughs> that's, that's so, a,
1: so they worry about the zero and the double zero over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the
0: that's the whole thing right there. So Well guys, we're we're at an hour and fifteen minutes and uh, you know, I can't say enough to both of you how much I you know Jeremy, you've been here twice, and you're welcome any any time. Yeah, just want to come and yeah. hang out, man. Yeah, come on, I just
3: love to come hang out. Same yeah, thing,
0: uh, you know. I I truly, truly appreciate it. You know, this was a uh, a crazy idea that Matt and I started with way back in you know February at at our offices, and I said, "Hey, man, you want to do it? You want to do a podcast about dirt track racing?" And it has honestly been one of the coolest things that we've started, and and it's all about sitting down with guys like you and and getting to Mm -hmm. you know you know bs a little bit and talk about what you guys do and i've i've never had the opportunity or or even you know desire really to sit in a car because i really like sitting in the stands and watching you guys do what you do um but it is i'll remember that
1: saturday he likes sitting in the stands we can him out of air conditioning (laughs) hey it's supposed to be less humid
0: it's supposed to be less humid
1: saturday 80 degrees i think so. uh
0: for everybody watching on facebook live and listening on apple Podcasts, throttled up the podcast is looking for a co-host um, i'm in we're, i'm in <laughs> we'll be accepting resumes and, uh, throttled up the podcast
2: <laughs> no
0: uh but uh you know like i said guys uh, i appreciate you coming down it's always fun to, to chat with you guys and and i wish you guys the best of luck uh as as you go through the rest of the season and 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 know this you got uh you got two huge fans for both of you sitting right here
2: thank you yeah yep. thank you we appreciate that you want
1: to let them shout their sponsors out one more time for yeah. here. yeah throw out your sponsors one more time go ahead
0: derek
2: uh pewter hall bishop oil gary's trucking service irwin customs bonanzas and ponderosa steakhouse stoplight liquor gilpin electric
3: gilpin electric all-star paving you know brad Irwin erwin customs pewter hall travis kern um right auto parts genesis shocks franklin rear ends um if i missed any buy i'm sorry but i think i got everybody. Right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, and your guys' wives <laughs> absolutely yeah. that's for
0: sure yeah, <laughs> yeah I, i've always said the way we got all this started was i came home with an idea on a podcast and I brought my wife in. and I thought she can't question me if I buy stuff if she's involved. So <laughs> that's how that's how I ended up with two of them. But uh, you know, and, and then to our sponsors, obviously Schaefer Photo and Custom T. And uh, you know, I see uh, Mark and uh, Jamie there. Jamie said, "See you Saturday, guys," and and we can't wait to see you over at uh, the Brown Sound Speedway um, and uh, in the FastlaneProductions dot com. And also along with uh, Brown Sound Speedway and. Uh, jim price and again thank you to all the the stuff that they do for us you gonna be at Scottsburg
1: sun, uh, sunday
2: we'll see how saturday night goes <laughs> <laughs> i hope so i want to win that race at Scottsburg so bad i can't stand it i finished second the last two years in a row and I, I know you have I, so because
1: uh, you know all of us that work at brownstown we go down and work that, that show, show so yeah. you know it's uh
2: we'll yeah. we'll be there one way or another <laughs> <laughs> it may be one of them all nighters <laughs> right but. on right on <laughs>
0: hey you you've got some new family members here so if you need somebody to help beat on the car on saturday <laughs> right. night let me know I'll, I'll i'll swing down that way and i i don't know a whole lot but I can swing a hammer.
2: Hey, as long as you can hold a two by four and swing a hammer <laughs> and you can fix dents. <laughs> All
0: right, guys. Well, hey, thank you to everybody on uh, Facebook Live. This is by far uh, our the most uh, oh, yeah. successful and consistent, uh, you know, uh, show. And uh, I appreciate everybody that's been supporting the podcast. And again, um, uh, you know, I appreciate, you know, the support and everybody that's out there. So thank you guys.
4: Dirt, 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 gotta get dirt, back to it. I've been the Kenny Wallace of the rap game. Ever since I hit him with that dirt track thing. Yeah. Now nationwide, everybody knows my name. They're like mama, that's Kenny Montgomery. He sings that song we like. Yeah, huh. yeah boy, that's me. Roll out the trailer, I'm flossin'. Huh. Them Hoosier tires glossin', yeah. them cold kind we're tossin'. Right. They know I came to wreck it, yet I rarely bring out a caution. I hit for Brian Clawson, uh, I do them like Kyle Larson. Watch me throw them sliders, party in victory lane, and y'all boys ain't invited. Your mama gets excited when I pull up to unload. Even your grandpa talking about, Man, that boy you cold. We don't sit on 24s, we don't ride on spinners. I'm posted up on them 15s with platinum dirt defenders. Got kids up in my window, like, Hey, Mo, are you gonna win it? Yeah, I hope y'all brought some stamps, cuz y'all know I'm a about to send it on oh, me dirt 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 i'm all about that dirt 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 i'm throwing dirt 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 i miss that dirt 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 gotta get back i'm a dirt trackaholic call it what you call it saturday night i am so kenny wallace on that dirt dirt dirt, dirt. i miss that dirt dirt, dirt, dirt. Dirt gotta get back to it. I just won hot laps for the third week. Uh-huh. little Dave said he thinks we're in the first heat yeah. so I go and check the board on my bike sitting outside hold y'all know what it's looking like uh-huh. W W that's another George W hit him with that half a lap like dang what gear you running in and where'd you get that fire suit man I like that stitching Velocity USA hey just tell Brad that I sent you. I'm shining like I'm rubbered up and I'm smiling for the pics. y'all boys be Looking tacky while I stay looking slick so Four new rims, no new friends They never know what I'm planning never. And mama just gave me them eyes like They maybe you looking handsome We pray good. and sing the anthem Nobody takes a knee uh-uh. We stop and show respect Cause we're all proud to be right. From the land of the free and the home of the brave Y'all better wake up and get it uh. We're making America great again Let's all go out and kick it on, on this. This. Dirt, 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 dirt I'm all about that